Hello everybody, this is Anna from Amata World Podcast and today we have a small bonus from our uh, generative AI episode we recorded previously with Rob Sloan uh, where we talked uh, about the consequences of using generative AI and the possibilities, his background in the film industry and his experience with digital twins. So the link to the original episode will be in description so check it out and enjoy this bonus. I guess playing playing a bit of devil's advocate from the creative side, if if it's suddenly so easy to pre- reproduce this style that you know someone's been honing for decades or whatever through their own craft, and all of a sudden you just need to you know tell the AI uh, oh produce this piece of art in this style in a slightly different way, and you know that almost uh, uh, how do you, I don't know how do you say, but it kind of like almost devalues their their work a little bit. I, I think it's it's not going to be a perfect reproduction. Um, and, you know, to the trained eye, a lot of people can point out a lot of different flaws, but, you know, to the general public, nobody really cares. If it looks close enough, it's kind of the same thing. So, Well, to an extent, therein, therein lies the, the rub, isn't it? it yeah. It's a matter of what is the actual concern? Is it a concern that it's it's going to reproduce, right? Because if I, if I go to, if I go to Mid Journey and say, Starry Starry Night, Right. And I punch that in. It's going to give me an image that, yeah, to your point, it, it exactly it's going to look like Starry Starry Night. But I think if you were to actually put them side by side, they're not going to be the same. There's going to be things that are actually different because it doesn't understand the full context of what's actually there. If I said Starry Starry Night during the day, right, it's going to completely change everything. If you're trying art in, in sort of a, a high art, sort of high everything form when it's made, it is the, the nature of uniqueness that is the concern, which is why um, fakes and and um, uh, reprints and scams and all that kind of stuff where, there, where people are, are literally trying to recreate traditional artwork. Why that's such a big deal? Because, you know, it's it's, you know, a million dollars for this, but it, I can make this for like, you know, 500 bucks canvas and, you know, Hobby Lobby or Michaels go, go get my paints and I just you know, make something. And it looks the same. But when you're doing something with in, in the generative space, I'm I'm not seeing a lot of people trying to recreate the same thing. What I'm seeing is a lot of people that don't like I'm I'm not a, a painter, right? I've I've no concept of painting. I like paintings. I like sculpture. But I'm a filmmaker, right? That's my that's my background. So if I wanted to make something that looked like a painting or looked like a sculpture, if I wanted to be able to make those particular items, I now have the accessibility to do so because I can think it. There um and this is something that, that Chris Castanova um, at I Create Life on Twitter. Um, this is something that she was actually saying, I think earlier today, was the fact that the accessibility of artistic creation is now available because there are a lot of people that maybe from their own physical limitations, um, they're just not able to create some of these things. But now, because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's simply a matter of I, I can either type it Right. Or maybe I don't have the ability to, to type for any particular reason. If I can say it. Text can be generated from something like whisper. Right. So audio to audio to text, that text goes into a prompt. That prompt ends up becoming whatever this this visualization is. And so now there are people either from a physical limitation 
a skill set limitation, um, any kind of limitation that normally existed is gone. And the only limitations that that humanity has at this particular point in time, you know, the technology still needs to improve in order to get you know perfect, whatever that is. But at this point in time, in order to be creative, in order to create artwork, your only limitation is time and your own creativity. There's no other barrier. I think I heard a lot of like some some of the stories when people tried to create even children's book, but they had an idea, but they're not designers. They they can't actually illustrate some of the bits and mm -hmm. generate AI help them to create the the story around that, like the, the images around it, because they had something in their mind. So yeah, I can see that. One last point up, which is that because if we get too increasingly reliant on this, and this AI is basically trained just on the history up to now of all the different artworks and generating everything, and we, right. we start to grow a bit more reliant on that, are we kind of stopping, like, there's no more no more styles that's going to evolve from today, because it's, we're kind of just going to always be using the same, reusing the same styles from before, <laughs> and it's, you know, we're kind of like, okay, human creativity just like stops here, basically. Right. It's going to be the same, like Disney style, we need a poo thing coming out for children's books, and we're going to have this oil painting kind of thing. Yeah. Um, doesn't that worry you a little bit? All of a sudden, you know, we're not really going to start. It's it's kind of going to discourage us from exploring new territory, I feel, or like with new different art forms or things that can only be achieved with like manual labor because that's to some extent you can do a bit of mix and matching um mm -hmm. but uh for example if you're doing something physical with oil painting or something you're no longer gonna have anyone that's gonna try and experiment with materials um things like that because i i know like um one of my friends is a well-known like uh, artist and he does lots of um, oil painting and things and he's been experimenting with things like um, fire burning things and how that affects painting and stuff like that. Right. And if we start, you know, relying on the AI too much, you know, none of that's ever going to happen again. It's just going to be an oil painting. That's it. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I, I've heard, I've heard that a lot, Brian. I, I don't think that history actually bears that out. Um, what, what tends to happen is there are, there's more creation right as a whole the issue is is mostly it's a fixed pie fallacy is what you right. run into because when if we take a look at the evolution of different different sort of forms of artwork as it was as it was kind of made available um a lot of the traditional arts that have been around for centuries they're still used today those artists the the apprenticeships that are coming up underneath them none of that's going away right because there are people that are dedicated to that particular cultural requirement that this be this be conveyed right you take a look at any um historical community right that that has their own unique artistic forms they're maintained right they are they're continued to this day it may not be as many people but it's not it's not extinct further no, what you'll yet. what you'll what you'll find is so when the first you know, cameras came out, they were very difficult to actually use, only a handful of people had them. But as the technology was um, essentially borne out, so more people could get access to it. Um, there were more pictures taken. But there were more artists that came out of that than what you had before. There's a lot of there's a lot of junk, right? So take the most modern good example of this, I think would actually be YouTube. How many good YouTube videos do you see on a regular basis roll through your feed? not it's it's not everything 
So there is a lot of just, you know, people uploading stuff and that's just the way that they share media and information or whatever, but they're not all highly produced Hollywood blockbusters and the highly produced Hollywood blockbuster style is not gone. So it, it affords more opportunity for those that couldn't access it before. YouTube now is the, the version of like the, the Kevin Smith, Robert Rodriguez era of the filmmaking world, right? Uh, uh, you know, Kevin Smith notoriously did the beg, borrow and steal and put a bunch of stuff on credit cards in order to make clerks. Robert Rodriguez, you know, famously did a um, like a health trial for like five or six grand in order to get the money to be able to make El Mariachi and their careers were able to take off. Nowadays, people are able to upload things directly to YouTube, which they can make from, you know, a, a movie that they made from their phone and some software that they're able to pay, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks in order to be able to get that greater accessibility will increase the number of not so great pieces of artwork. But it also affords more opportunity for the people that that want to take it seriously, dedicate themselves to it, try to hone their craft and their skills to be able to make things better. It, it's going to apply in the exact same way. Which is why my push is anyone that does artwork, if you can find a way of using generative AI or other AI systems, maybe it's not even a matter of the artistic side. Maybe it's just a matter of efficiencies and, and productivity. You know, if you're able to use chat GPT or some sort of automation system in order to schedule things faster so that you can dedicate more time to your artistic practice that doesn't involve AI at all, that's awesome. Use it that way. But don't think that it's it's going to just stop because you're unhappy with change. Change is coming. We have to figure out how to adapt in order to be able to, to work with it. Otherwise, we, we will all get left behind. On the point, even like some of the examples with the, if you look even to glass blower, so they started even like in Egypt. So there's still some glass blowers exist in the real like even like I, I watch the blown away on that place <laughs> there's some artists and they're creating cool different style but at the same time you can buy something manufactured like very cheaply made of glass uh and it doesn't mean that the um art is dying away it's just that it makes it more accessible but there's still mm -hmm. some people who just interested in that because it's their hobby. They love doing it. Um, that's the reason why they're sticking out to that. Like, so maybe, yeah, it's kind of like analogy. <laughs> like, I, it, I mean, it, it works. I mean, but also, yeah. but also take a look at the value of those two different things, right? Like if I, mm -hmm. if I want a, a manufactured glass blown, you know, set of, of dishware or something like that, if, if it's manufactured, the idea is that the cost comes down. So I'm going to be able to get it relatively yeah. inexpensive. But if I want yeah. a hand, effectively handmade glass blown piece of mm -hmm. artwork, like a like, like I'm gonna I'm gonna be paying an arm and a leg for it because I'm I'm paying for all of the artistic expression that's actually going into that. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. it, it you're 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 right on you're right on the money. Like all of these mm -hmm. art forms, they're not going away. They're going to evolve. They're going to be augmented with different techniques and 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 sort of methodologies, and it's going to allow for greater creative expression from human beings to other human beings which is a uniquely human thing to do this is the way that we express ourselves the way we get our emotions out the way that we we sort of distill our our thoughts into stuff right visually audibly in writing whatever form it may take on um 
So it, it, yeah, it's not it's not going away. We need to embrace it. It's it's really cool and it's really fun to play around with. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I got. So probably we'll have like human made, AI made, kind of like dance on the. <laughs> Um, sure. Yeah, on data. It, it, to me, to me, it's all human made. It may be AI assisted. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, AI assisted. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, that, that's that's kind of been one of the hard parts. A lot of people want to say, well, if it, if it was used AI, let's let's throw a tag on it. Sure, um, but are you also going to tag all of the software tools that you used in order to make your your stuff? You know, if you're doing oh, yeah. things on on canvas, are you going to go to the manufacturer of the the canvas and the oh, and the sure. wood and the easel and the palette and the like? Which which <laughs> acrylics did you use? We haven't been labeling those tools. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds it sounds crazy actually, yeah. Yeah, it, mo so, most of that okay. i i think I think it applies uh, kind of to Brian's earlier point of you know is is everything just going to end up being this kind of circular whirlpool? Mm -hmm. I, I think tagging something as as AI assisted would be helpful to make sure that it, it essentially isn't creating a feedback loop of exactly. further yeah. training AI with its own sort of augmentations. Yeah. Um, but it, but as far yeah, as like authors authorship, to me, it, it always comes down to the the person that's using the tool is the author. And if you read the EULAs from Mid Journey and Stable Diffusion, they're not taking any claim for it. They're not saying the AI built it. They're saying that you built it, the author that wrote the prompt or clicked the button or whatever else. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I totally think in the future we're gonna have something like that. And like in a similar way to now that we're trying to like tag everything that's ethically sourced, we're gonna be like you know human, <laughs> pure human like sourced <laughs> artwork or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why sure, I just sure. remembered that there was like a case when the monkey took a photo. I think it took the oh, yeah, camera selfie. And took the photo of herself. Yeah. Selfie, yeah. And she's like, is it work um, like copyrighted by the monkey or like the photographer but, or like the, the tool because the, the camera was... Uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I mean, from a from a legal standpoint, that particular image would have no copyright, uh, at least in the United States, because mm -hmm. the the creation of the image itself was actually done by the animal. Um, and yeah. and according to U.S. law, animals cannot create works. And that's and that becomes the, the crux here is it is a work of art that is being made. Mm -hmm. um, therefore, there is no copyright. It automatically falls into public domain. Yeah, but it's just like we can make basically we can see AI as as a camera in this case. It's yeah, it's yeah. just a tool. It's, a tool, it's yeah. not yeah. Thank you for listening and hopefully see you next time. Bye. <laughs>